0: Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Good morning, Celebration. How are we today? You feel good? Yes, awesome. Hey, uh, uh, as you know, obviously Pastor, um, you know, was, was attending his daughter's uh, uh, wedding this weekend and y'all, it was a good one. I think we even got a picture of it right here. It happened, it actually, it's official. There it is, look at there. Look at him. Look at Josh, dapper, nice. Uh, hey, if you don't know me, my name is Petey Bingham, and I'm the next-gen pastor here at Celebration Church. Uh, that means I have the opportunity um, to serve over our our Kids ministry, our Riot ministry, our Sub-30 ministry, and then, of course, Celebration College. And uh, it's an honor to stand here before you today. And uh, how many of you know that God's doing something real special at Celebration Church uh, right now? There's just some some incredible, incredible testimony who's coming through and God is doing something I don't think he's ever done on earth before and it's amazing, amazing to be a part of and I personally cannot be more thankful for our pastors, Pastor Stovall and Pastor Carrie Williams for following God and leading us through this and so if you would, just do me a favor and give them a, a round of applause, we love them love you guys so much uh, and of course, anybody watching online, hi! It's good to see y'all today. I'm, I'm glad you guys are tuning in. But don't forget, it's there's nothing like being in church. So next weekend, be here. Trust me, you want to be here. Um, it's going to be amazing. But listen, uh, I'm just going to talk to you for a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to be up here very long. But I believe that God, um, even in a short amount of time, wants to do big things in you. And, uh, and I'm very, very excited for, for what I'm going to share with you today. Typically, I'm the monkey with a microphone, you know. Uh, but today, you don't get that, PD. Today, you get revival flow, PD. And let's just see what happens. So. Uh, That being said, here's what I want to do. I want to take this opportunity to talk to you about something super important. Um, You know, sometimes the best way to to win a battle is to understand your enemy, right? Uh, And sometimes when you understand your enemy, what that leads to is ultimate victory, right? And so today what I want to do is I want to look deeply into the schemes of the enemy, uh, more specifically uh, his lies. And then today, embrace the truth of God and what it can mean for your life. So I think that God's going to do something powerful today. I really do. I feel it. And, uh, and I'm very, very excited. So um, real quick, I'm just going to read to you real fast. You might be familiar with this scripture. You might not. Um, but it's, 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 a, it's a pivotal one for your theological understanding um, of the kind of victory that we have and that we can have um, over the enemy. So this is from John chapter 8, starting in verse 42. It says this, uh, Jesus is talking to um, some religious leaders who aren't necessarily uh, doing the the whole religion thing right. And here's what he says. He says, Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear for you? This is Jesus. Why is my language not clear for you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. Powerful words. <clears throat> you belong to your father, the devil. He's talking to these religious leaders who aren't necessarily living out uh, this Christian thing the way they should be, right? You are unable to hear what I'm saying. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. Listen to this. He was a murderer from the beginning. From the very beginning, he was a murderer, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and he is the father of lies. You see, the truth is, is that the enemy wants to create division one lie at a time in your life. But today, what we're going to embrace is that we don't need to believe those lies and that those lies are truly the native tongue of the enemy and something that we don't have to adhere our lives to. Uh, and, and I really believe that God is gonna set some people free this morning. So let's pray, and we'll move on. God, we love you so much, and Jesus, we're just so grateful for your presence here today. God, just speak supernaturally to each and every one of our hearts, and God, I pray that I decrease so that you can increase. God, we love you so much. It's in your son's name we pray, amen, and amen. So listen, I'm gonna tell you guys a story, but I need you to do me a favor. Please. Please don't judge me when this story is over, okay? I'm, I'm putting myself out here right now because you, you need to hear this story because it's just too perfect of an illustration, but just so you know, I, I actually represent the enemy in this story, so whatever. Anyway, so here's how it goes. So, um, you know, I have three sisters, two older, one younger, and uh, me and my little sister, her name is Emily, um, we grew up, you know, exclusively uh, together. And, uh, and of course, you know, today, obviously we get along really well, but as kids, you know, we had our, our fair share of fights and picking on and those sorts of things. And she's five years younger than me. So I kind of had the upper hand. So I'll never forget. There was this time where as kids, she was probably five, you know, so I was about 10 or 11 or so. And uh, she made this decision that, she, that, that her dolls were going to come to life and, and, and kill her in her sleep, right? She just made that decision somewhere. And so she looked at me and my dad and she says, I need to get rid of this doll out of my room or I'm not sleeping in here. So we said, okay, that sounds good. So we took the doll and we physically walked her and the doll to the trash can outside and we put the doll in the trash can and walked back in and said, look, we're good. Everything is going to be fine. Emily jumps in the shower. So behind my dad's back, I go right back out to the trash can, (laughs) grab the doll, bring it back, and I put it in her sheets, right? You know what I mean? I like hide it underneath her sheets. So then she gets out of the shower, she does this deal, and I'm just like brooding, you know, in the corner, just waiting, waiting for this to happen. She comes in, she gets, you know, she's, I can hear her like messing with things, whatever. I hear her click off her light, and then she walks over to her bed, pulls her sheets back, and there's the doll, right? And y'all, you would have thought she, like somebody, she found a dead body in her room. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, she just flipped out, screamed, yelled. I mean, just booked it out. I mean, it was just ghost white, my dad was so mad at me, it was crazy. So, so, we, so my dad makes me apologize, so I apologize, and then again, we take the doll, we walk it right back out to the trash can again, and then we go back inside and we tuck her in so that my dad can make sure that I don't do it to her again. <clears throat> so we tuck her in and we start to leave, my dad leaves, and I'm the last one to leave the room. So as I'm walking out, right, I go and I turn, my dad's gone now, and I turn around and I go, oh, what, oh, I, I think I see that doll under your bed, and then shut the door. <laughs> Now, here's the deal. Obviously, the doll was not underneath the bed, right? But I knew good and well that when I told her that, she was gonna freeze and not get up to see if the doll was actually there. So I knew that she would just be petrified and just stay in bed and scream her poor little head off. Today, I feel bad about it. At the time, I thought it was hilarious. But here's what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is this, is the interesting thing about that is that the doll was never underneath the bed to begin with, right? But when I told her that, she was so petrified with fear that she wouldn't even have taken the time to look under the bed to see that the doll wasn't there in the first place. Do you see what I'm saying? You see, the truth is that's exactly how the enemy schemes in our life. Right, Every time that the devil speaks, a lie comes out. It's his native tongue. That means his language is lies, whether it be big or small, his language is lies, which means he will tell you things like you'll never be a good husband. You'll never be a good wife. You'll never amount to anything. You'll never get that job that you want. You'll never be a good friend. You'll never have a relationship with God that you see other people have. He tells you these things. But the truth is, is that so many of us, when we hear just that little lie, It petrifies us. It petrifies us. And even something that isn't true, we're so scared and we're so caught up with ourselves that we won't even take the time to see and test it to see if there is any truth in it. You see, what happens with the enemy's lies is they perpetuate themselves. So, by that I mean, is just one simple little lie can turn itself over and over and over until all of a sudden there's a monster under the bed. Here, here's what I mean by that. Think about it. With, with Emily, when I, when I told her that there was a, a doll underneath her bed, her, her mind immediately went to, after we talked about it, immediately went to, this doll's going to come out. It's going to get me. It's going to pull me under the bed. It's going to kill me. It's going to go into my house. It's going to kill my whole family. Then go find my friends. And then, you know what I mean? Like what happened is that little lie, that simple, there's a doll underneath your bed perpetuated itself into, I'm going to lose everything that I love. Do you see? And all I had to do was just tell one little tiny white lie. But that's what the enemy does to you. When he tells you things like you'll never be a good husband before you know it, you're facing divorce. When he tells you things like, hey, you're never going to get over this anxiety before you know it. Some of those uh, ways that you cope just get more and more and more. All of a sudden, when, when you feel like you'll never amount to anything in your life, well, you don't because you're so paralyzed with fear that you're scared to have any courage to do anything, right? And here, here's the other thing that a lie can do. You know, uh, the, the interesting thing, right? Think about it. It said that he was a murderer from the very beginning, Right? That means all the way from the beginning of time. Now you remember when Adam and Eve were in the garden right? And, and God tells you shouldn't eat of this tree to Adam and Eve, right? And then the serpent, the enemy comes up and says, well, did God really say this? Did God really say that, right? He's challenging them. He's saying there's a monster under the bed. There's something underneath your bed. And watch what happens when they believe the lie. Watch what happens. This is in uh, Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter, chapter three. This is what happens when he says that. He says, <clears throat> then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking. So God's coming to kind of check in on them in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord. So they hide from God in shame, right? Among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? Notice separation. There's division right? The enemy's schemes are already working. He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? Now watch this. The man, Adam said, the woman you put me here with, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Now see, what you got to notice is that one little white lie. Did God really say this? Did God really put this into motion, what happened is it perpetuated itself into this monster, into this monster lie that now Adam and Eve are pointing the finger at other people, right? It becomes blame. At the root of every blame is a lie, right? And in our lives, what happens is when we start believing those lies that the enemy is putting into our hearts, here's what we do. We start pointing the finger at people. And sometimes we even point it at ourselves right but the truth is is that god doesn't want blame in your life right god doesn't want that separation because you know god knew he knew this but he still asked the question where are you because he's still looking for you he's still out to get you you see here's here's what you got to understand is that the enemy is out to lie the enemy is out to steal kill and destroy the enemy's about uh, out to create division right But here's what you got to understand is that the truth of God will always combat the lies of the enemy. As long as you embrace it, it will always do so the the weapon of the enemy are lies, but God gave you a weapon and that's the truth of his word. Yeah, he gave it to us and we have it. And so here's what I want you to know today. What I want you to know today is that you don't have to believe those lies anymore. What I want you to know is that the truth of God, is it it, it provides a peace beyond all understanding. It provides a comfort that you don't have to live in that lie anymore, because what you got to understand is that the truth of God doesn't tell you that you won't amount to anything, or that you'll never be a good husband or a good wife, or you'll never be a good friend or a good follower of God. No, the Bible actually tells us that you are called, that you are purposed, that God has a plan for your life, and that you were uniquely made. Notice it completely combats the lie that the enemy tells you. And so here's what I'm going to challenge you with this morning, right? I I think that there's a lot of us who are sitting on the bed and we're, and, and, and and the enemy is whispering lies into our ears. He's whispering lies. And what I want to do today is I want to look under the bed. I want you to take this opportunity to take a peek, take a look and go look for that monster. Because what's going to happen is here together as a family, we're going to see that there's nothing there. And we're gonna see that the truth of God prevails each and every time. In fact, listen to this. Even when you go to look under the bed, right? When you go and look, yeah, you'll see that the lie of the enemy wasn't there, but you know what you'll actually see under there too? You'll see the legs of the bed. Or in other words, you'll see the support for the foundation that you're laying on in the first place. You see, because God provides foundation. God, God is the cornerstone of your faith. And the more that you embrace that truth, the more the lies of the enemy start to fall. You know, the, the Bible says that the enemy is like a roaring lion, right? But the Bible also says that Jesus is the lion of Judah. And so if the enemy is going to come roaring at us, all I know is that we can go roaring right back, even louder than the enemy even thought that we could. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do just for a second. Uh, what, I, what I want you to do is just take a moment and, and I just want you to close your eyes and bow your head. We're not going to do anything weird, I promise. I, I, just, I just want to kind of walk you through something. Now, here's the deal. I know this was simple. I know this was elementary, but this is what you got to understand is while I was going through this spiel, right? God put something in your heart, right? When I, when I was saying things like, the enemy is lying to you. He's saying things like, you'll never amount to anything. You'll never be anything. You'll never be the kind of husband. You'll never have this kind of relationship with God. You'll never have this job, those sorts of things. What happens is, is that as as you're sitting there, there's something that happens on the inside of you and God stirs up a thought. He stirs up a a concept in your life. He stirs up one of those lies. You see what that is, y'all? That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit talking to your heart. And here's what I want you to know is that whatever that lie was that God brought into your heart, he put it there in this context for a reason. This is why we come together. This is why we do this corporately. He put it there for a reason because God doesn't want you to walk in that anymore. God wants you to find freedom this morning from it. God wants you to look under the bed today and see that that lie of the enemy, that scheme of the enemy was never true to begin with. So here's what we're going to do. If maybe you're sitting there and you feel that overwhelming sense of the Holy Spirit, right, and you feel like there is something that you need to get free from, there is a lie that you need to break free from, I'm gonna ask you to do this. I'm gonna ask you to stand up and come up here. I'm gonna count to three, don't do it yet. But if there's something that you're like, I need to let go of this right now. I need to get rid of this today. I cannot leave this building still believing this lie. If the Holy Spirit is doing that in you, I'm gonna count to three and I want you to come forward. Are you ready? Here we go. One two three go ahead be bold be bold and come on come on nice good 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 keep coming yes anything y'all come on it's so good yeah keep on coming There's a lie that the enemy might be saying, but I promise you today that he wants you to break free from it. He doesn't want it anymore. He doesn't want it in your heart anymore. He wants you to embrace his truth. He wants you to embrace who he is. He wants you to know that you are called. Come on, keep coming forward. They're still coming, y'all. They're still coming. Everybody else, why don't you go ahead and stand to your feet. Stand to your feet because I want you to be a part of this. Now, everybody standing here with me, here's what I want you to know. You know, what was interesting about my little sister is that finally when we came back into the room, right? She was screaming and she was yelling and she was going crazy. We came back in, right? And we said, Emily, Emily, don't freak out. It's okay, there is nothing underneath your bed. She freaked out, she was so scared to look. She, you know, she was still convinced even though we were in the room. She was so petrified, it was still hard. Right? Even though you walked up here, it might still be hard to do it. But here's what happened, is finally we had to physically pull her out of the bed and show her underneath the bed that nothing was there. And y'all, I had never seen a relief come over somebody like I ever have in my entire life. You know, the, the truth is, it's almost like you ever been driving down the road and there's a police officer behind you and the siren turns on and you're like, oh God. And then you pull over to the side, but then they pass you and you're like, praise God. You know that feeling? You know that feeling? That's what it's like. That's what it's like when you just take a look under the bed and you forget, and you know that these are lies, that you will ne- those things that say you'll never amount to anything, that you'll never be anything, I'm here to tell you today, you have everything that you need to be what God called you to do. You have everything that you need to overcome those things because remember, we're fighting against powers and principalities. So. That being said, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna ask Pastor John and Pastor Drew and uh, uh, Pastor Nicole and some of our prayer team. uh, Here, we're gonna go back into worship, but you're gonna feel in just a second, somebody tap your shoulder. Now, what that means is they're just coming around and they're confirming that we're gonna break through from this lie, that we're gonna break through from this and we're gonna find freedom in this. That's all that means. But they're gonna come through and help you. And so what we're gonna do As we're going to pray. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray that that God breaks chains today, that God breaks these lies of the enemy, and that we embrace truth in a way that we never have before. And everybody watching, do me a favor, just extend a hand forward. That just means you're a part of this as well. It means that you are extending this, uh, your faith and connecting your faith to setting all these people free here today. So if you would, let's pray. God, we love you so much. And Jesus, we're just so grateful for who you are and all that you do. And God, right now, I'm just so thankful for the boldness and the courage that you put in the heart of your people here today and Lord I just pray right now Jesus that you just do what you can do in their hearts, God, that you have your way, God, that you show them that these lies are the enemy, God, that they are truly lies, God, that they that they will not perpetuate themselves into anything other, Jesus, in the truth that you have in their heart, God, they are called, they are purposed, they are esteemed, and Jesus, you have made them for a time such as this, God, you are the beginning and the end, God, you are the alpha and the omega, and God, right now, I pray for uniqueness, God, I pray that the chains break free of these lies in their heart, and God, they leave here to today. God, knowing that you're doing amazing, incredible things in their life. God, we love you so much. It's your son's holy. In we pray. Amen. Amen. Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message.